This is Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. Cougar Post Game Live is also brought to you by Delta, official airline of the BYU men's basketball team. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Final score from the Marriott Center, Cincinnati. Knocks off BYU by 11, 71-60 is your final score. Welcome in to Cougar Post Game Live. Let's update you on a lot of action on this very busy Saturday. We'll start with local action here from the state of Utah. Utah State, speaking of upsets, upsets number 16, Colorado State, 77-72. to That game being played in Logan. So the Aggies victorious at home over the Colorado State Rams. Number 10, Arizona, big over Utah, 92-73. to Weaver State getting the road win at Oral Roberts today, 83-78. to The Wildcats now 11-4, playing some good basketball. Grand Canyon at Utah Tech. The Trailblazers fall to the Lopes, 75-65. And Utah Valley defeats Southern Utah, 80-62. Checking in on the games here in the Big 12 Conference. Earlier today, a really good matchup in Lawrence, Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse. Number two, Kansas survives over TCU, 83-81. The Jayhawks now 13-1 overall, 11-3 go the Horn Frogs. Number three, Houston remains unbeaten. They're now 14-0. They hand West Virginia an 89-55 loss in Houston. Number 11, Oklahoma over Iowa State, 71 to 63 in overtime number 18 Baylor winning in Stillwater over the Cowboys 75 to 70 Texas Tech defeats number 20 Texas in Austin 78 to 67 and in Manhattan Kansas K-State over UCF 77 to 52 top 25 action Seton Hall knocks off number seven Marquette 78 to 75 number eight North Carolina gets the road win at number 16 or excuse me yeah number 16 Clemson 65 to 55 number six Kentucky gets the road win at Florida 87 to 85 number 23 Providence loses to Creighton Blue Jays win by nine 69 to 60 number 25 Auburn getting gets the road win at Arkansas 83 to 81 number 21 Wisconsin over Nebraska 88 to 72 southern miss 10 better than number 19 james madison 81 to 71 is the final score charlotte over number 17 florida atlantic by a bucket 70 68 charlotte getting the victory number five tennessee over number 22 ole miss 90 to 64 14th ranked duke defeating notre dame 67 to 59 and number 24, Gonzaga, 101-74 to over the San Diego Toreros. Coming up next, we'll check in on BYU women's basketball. They were at the Marriott Center earlier today hosting Iowa State. We'll let you know how things played out for the Cougars against the Cyclones. Plus, BYU men's volleyball looking to uh, make it two in a row over Ball State. We'll let you know how things played out at the Smith Fieldhouse. Final score from the Marriott Center tonight, Cincinnati knocks off number 12 BYU, 71-60. Back with more Cougar Post Game Live after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
Here's Jason Shepard with more Big O Tires Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The BYU Cougars fall at home tonight to the Cincinnati Bearcats. 71-60 is the final score. Welcome back in to Cougar Post Game Live. Before BYU and Cincinnati played at the Marriott Center, it was BYU women's basketball hosting Iowa State. That game started out well. BYU had the first half lead, but Iowa State in the second half got on a nice little run and ended up winning 80-75. The Cougars now 0-3 in Big 12 play. Up next for the Cougars, a date with the 0-3 Houston Cougars, so a battle of the Cougars. Both teams looking for their first conference win. That game will be on Wednesday night, and I'll have that for you live from Houston right here on the new skin BYU Sports Network at 6 Mountain Time, 7 Local Time in Houston, Texas. Tonight at the Smith Fieldhouse, BYU men's volleyball looking for the sweep of Ball State. They did it last night, and they get it tonight. The Cougars winning set one 25-19, 25-17 in set number two, and in set number three, 25-16, so a really nice start to the season for BYU men's volleyball. Shifting gears from college to the pros, the Utah Jazz in action tonight. They got dismantled last night in Boston. Tonight, in a back-to-back situation, getting the win in Philadelphia. Full disclosure, if you did not see the game or know anything about it, Joel Embiid did not play. Tobias Harris did not play, but the Jazz took advantage of some good fortune, and they get the win 120-109 to in Philadelphia. Speaking of the Celtics, who beat the Jazz last night, they were in Indianapolis tonight and defeated the Indiana Pacers 118-101. to Knicks continue their uh, really good basketball they win in Washington, 121 to 105. The Knicks may be legit. This may be a legit New York's Knicks basketball team. And the Houston Rockets defeat the Milwaukee Bucks, 112-108. The Jazz next opponent will be Milwaukee in Milwaukee coming up on Monday night. Tis the season where we've got uh, some Saturday NFL games. It's the final week, week 18 in the NFL. Two games today. Both finals now. The Texans win at Indianapolis 123. That's one heck of a score. 23-19. Texans defeating the Colts. And the Steelers defeat the Ravens in Baltimore. 17-10 is your final. After the break, we'll get you back to the Marriott Center for more Cougar postgame live with Greg and Mark. Your final score, Cincinnati 71, BYU 60 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Greg Rubel with more Big O' Tires Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Big O' Tires Cougar Post Game Live continues from the Marriott Center, where tonight Cincinnati defeats BYU by a final score of 71-60. to Do we have an attendance number? We do. 16,879, so roughly 1,000 shy of a sellout on this night. Let's get to our Waystar Star of the Game, brought to you by Waystar. Simplifying healthcare payments. Learn more at waystar.com. And BYU Star of the Game, no other choice but Trevin Nell. 27 points, career high for Trevin. Nine three-pointers, nine for 14, career high for Trevin. In fact, nine three-pointers is second all-time at BYU. He joins Alex Barcelo, Chase Fisher, and Jimmer Fredette 
as the only other players with nine. Chase Fisher has ten for the official BYU record in three-pointers made. And there was Trevin with nine, but it was not enough of anybody else after Trevin Nell tonight, Mark. Yeah, Trevin was special tonight. I mean, he he came ready to play and played great. Uh, didn't have any twos and, didn't, and missed his two free throws. So it's just a whole long line of threes. And uh, I was getting some Chase Fisher Chaminade flashbacks there for a while. Uh, but just it, it's pretty – because he played so well, it's pretty stark contrast to the rest of the team, really. I mean, there's there's not a, other, not a lot of other good superlatives for this team other than uh, Trevin's play, and that was good enough for a while. Curiously, and we can ask Coach Pope about this, but he was out at a time when BYU lost the lead and got – into a bit of a hole. I mean, it was probably from about 11 minutes to six, five or six minutes. That seems strange to me when you need a basket. you got a guy that's hit nine threes and he's not on the floor. So that, 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 that was a questionable decision, but maybe there's a reason for that. And then, you know, guys that I would expect to have a nice game like Jackson Robinson and Noah Waterman, Dallin, uh, Spencer, it was just not their night tonight. It, it, it was a tough go. Uh, Fuseni Traore returned for the first time in six weeks and did not make a field goal. He was 0 for 1, really sporadic time uh, for him. Ended up with a point on a free throw. Uh, Ali and Fuseni combined for one point tonight. One of the things that that told me that Fus wasn't quite right is usually his feet are his strength. He's got such a good, strong base that he can, even though he's undersized, he he can clear people out because he's so strong. He's, He's so low to the ground with those big legs and Tonight, he, he one of the first plays, he, he, he just handed, handed off for a turnover, and then he, he traveled uh, on a move that normally he would easily score on. Uh, he had a little jump hook over Bendego that was that he missed, and so it just never got in the flow. And Bendego's a guy that will do that to you. I mean, he, he he's a real challenge inside, and uh, Foose just couldn't find a way to get any kind of momentum or flow going. Yeah, in his first game back, he played only eight minutes. Ali played only 18 minutes. He went 0 for 1. Foose went 0 for 1. Now, Khalifa did have a game-high six assists. You expect that from Ali. Uh, what you don't expect are the three turnovers. He had three turnovers all season and the three turnovers in this game. He still have an impressive assist-to-turnover ratio, and likely still leads the country in that category. But it was an unusual night that way. So... It was an unusual night for a lot of different guys is what turned out to be the case tonight for BYU as they followed to Cincinnati 71-60. to All right, we'll come back with the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope. This is the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. The BYU Creamery, the classic taste of BYU ice cream, now also in a convenient pint. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economics Partners, a national leader in business valuation services. Learn more at econpartners.com. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Cincinnati 71, BYU 60 is our final score tonight. This is the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Mark Pope will be joining us shortly, but before we hear from the BYU side, we go into the Cincinnati press conference and hear from uh, the victorious head coach and players. Wes Miller, the head coach, Aziz Bandego, and Victor Locken, the players at the podium. This was moments ago. The uh, Cincinnati postgame press conference after the Bearcats 71-60 win here at BYU. Mark Pope still to come. Well, first off, guys, I just... Uh, it's a 
like studying BYU's team and um, you know preparing for this, and we had some time to prepare, so we got I got to spend more time watching tape of them than you normally would this time of year. Well, with the week off, I, I'm just incredibly impressed with the job that Mark has done. You know, and you looked at their their team last year and the jump that they've made and the offensive numbers and the things they're doing, uh, the the rebounding. Um, and I'm saying all that because that I'm, I'm really pleased with the win because I think we beat a great team. Uh, I, I'm not going to – I'll let you guys get to the questions because we got a long flight home and a quick turnaround, so I don't want to be stuck up here all night. Uh, but I'm really proud of our kids. I thought we turned it over early, and we certainly weren't great offensively early. But if you don't – if you just turn it over carelessly, you're not going to have chances to score. I mean, my gosh. And I think some of our turnovers – were careless. There was some forced ones for sure. I thought Mark did a nice job of like coming out of timeouts and trapping us, and they got a couple forced ones with their pressure. But we had some really careless ones, just dropping the ball or throwing it out of bounds. And I thought we kind of settled down and found a rhythm offensively in the second half. But I thought everything defensively tonight was was the catalyst for us. It kept us in the game early, and then I, I thought in the second half we were able to string together stops, which was big for our team. These two guys beside me were just terrific. Uh, it's good to have Aziz back. He was just been able to practice for the first time the last two days. I didn't know if he would go until warm-ups, and he said he didn't say, I feel good. He said, I feel great, and that made me feel great. And I thought he had a terrific, not just his line, guys. I mean, the 10 defensive rebounds, and I felt like he had more. His impact on the game was tremendous, and that's what we've come to expect until he had the back injury. And then I... This joker to my right right here, uh, I mean, he was so dang good. I, he was so good. I mean, and he, he knows I'm hard on him. Shoot, he's hard on me too, but I'm hard on him. I could tell him every mistake he made because he made a couple bad ones. But outside of two or three mistakes, he was terrific, and he kept our team together, him and John Newman, with a lot of leadership. So proud of the win, good win against a great team, and now we got to turn around quickly because – that's what the big – you're going to be playing great games every night. We got a quick one against Texas on Tuesday. Questions for the group? So, over the final 12 minutes, BYU made three baskets. They missed 14 of their final 17 shots. What did you guys do defensively in that final stretch where you were able to kind of adjust to what they were doing offensively and shut them down so effectively? Yeah, well, I think, I think defensively – I thought we were pretty good for the most part all night. We had some possessions early in the game. We didn't communicate after we gave up offensive rebounds or didn't communicate in transition. We were struggling to get set, gave up some offensive rebounds early. But I thought we were pretty good all night. Um, I thought, listen, they're such a good shooting team. You can't stop them from getting shots. You just got to make them difficult. I liked our guys' effort to make them a little more difficult. And I liked us on the defensive glass during that stretch. But a team like that, they're going to make those shots some nights in the last 12 minutes too. And I always think after you win, you got to recognize that. I mean, they missed some. They were pretty good looks. And if those go in, it's probably a little different that last two or three minutes down the stretch. But I thought our guys did a nice job of continuing to rotate, continuing to give good effort defensively during that stretch. Coach, you said difficult. Jackson Robinson averages 18 for this team, about 12 shots a game. What was the specific, specific uh, defensive game plan to hold him tonight's five minutes? Well, you, you look at – I think we're playing the best three-point shooting team in the country, and he's the leading three-point shooter. So the big thing for us was 
you know, you look at all. I mean, it's it's almost it's almost hilarious going through the scout because you go through it and everybody's a great shooter. And the, you know, the guys when we went through it, I think a couple of days ago, were looking at us like, "Come on, coach! Everybody can't be." It's like, no, they all are. But Jackson Robinson's the leading shooter, so you want to take away the threes or the comfortable ones. And then he's got the ability to go do a little bit more. It's what we saw on tape. He's the guy that can put it down and kind of go make a play one-on-one. Um, again, he, he's going to make some of those. He's going to have better nights. I was proud of the way our guys gave effort and you know, probably fortunate that he didn't have a great night tonight shooting ball. You started the game small. You went back big in the second half. And obviously these two guys said what you did a good job. But then Dan came and got his points in the second half. So the reason for the, for the start of Dan and, and the adjustment. Well, you know, AZ just practiced for the first time the last two days, and I didn't even know if he was going to be able to play till warm-ups. So I, I'm not going to start him because we, we had to make plans to get ready to play the game. So we planned on starting Dan. I, I thought his minutes in the first half, he looked like AZ again. And he didn't really look like AZ in practice yesterday, right? Yeah, he's probably stretching his back right now. But he looked like AZ again, so I talked to him at halftime, and I told him, you good? He said, I'm great. I feel good. And I said, well, let's roll. And let's get back to that lineup that we were starting before you got hurt. And it was simple as that. But I did think Dan's minutes were really impactful in the second half. AZ, you uh, obviously faced BYU in the past during your time at Utah Valley. Um, a, lot, a lot of these players you were familiar with. Was there anything that you were able to take from your past battles against them that kind of helped you out tonight in preparing for them? Uh, no, really. I just. Every game I play, I just be me and trying to like go hard, and obviously that's what I did tonight, trying to give my best. Even like I didn't practice well the last two days, so I just uh, be there and trying to give my best, and that's what I did. Yeah. Your team won here last year. Did you feel like confident? Do you like the job with the crowd a little bit? Obviously they knew you. Yeah, I felt confidence and. And I just love like when when we're on the road. I just love it to play like like that. And and yeah, I, I had I had a confidence when we when we get here since like we beat them last year. So I was yeah very excited to play here again. Then could you think Trevin now with whatever miss? Say it again. Twenty one nil. Did no. you think he would ever miss? Is what Scott asked. Uh, I mean yeah, I saw a miss, especially those free throws. It actually probably wasn't a foul, so yeah, it's all amazing. How was it for you with the, the atmosphere? Was cool. Uh, I prefer them not to have their on to experience that atmosphere, but once it happens, pretty cool to play against it. So, Coach, were you surprised that they left Nell on the bench for long as they did in that second half, a five-minute plus stretch? Uh, guys, I don't. I wasn't thinking about it. Okay. I, I, I'm. I'll tell you what. Mark can really, really coach. So I, 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 that's what I know. I know he can really, really coach. And I, 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 I'm trying to sit, figure out how to coach my dang team. I ain't thinking about what the other team's doing. But he can really coach. He's got a great team. They're going to have a lot of success this year. They already have. Holding them under, I think they can average 90-plus and hold them to 60. So just talk about how impressive that is. Yeah, again, I, I thought our defense tonight came alive for the first time in a long time. It really did, and it kept us in the game early when we were turning it over and struggling to put it in the basket. Uh, and then I thought in the second half we were able to really string together some stops. 
So I, I was really proud of the way we defended against, again, I, I think an incredible offensive team. So I, that was good. We have not guarded well recently. To do it against the best offensive team we faced was really encouraging for our team. Did you sleep on the way home or watch Texas Tech? <laughs> Coaches don't sleep after games. You guys know that. But it's Texas, not Texas Tech. That's right, Texas. Texas Tech. Texas tape. Yeah. Okay. You guys, you guys be, you guys be careful around Victor now because he'll tell your ass when you're wrong. I'll tell you that. Anything else for the group? All right, there it is. That's the Cincinnati postgame press conference. Mark Pope still to come as we continue on the BYU Creamery Cougar postgame coaches show. Since he's 71, BYU 60, and both teams' Big 12 opener tonight here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, to Mark Pope still to come. We'll get to Coach Pope momentarily. It is the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. It is the Economics Partners Valuable Stat of the Game. Brought to you by Economics Partners. BYU's accounting program is internationally ranked, so it's no surprise one of the nation's top business valuation firms is run by diehard BYU fans. Need a valuation for your business? Go to econpartners.com. We talked about the turnover number earlier, Mark, and uh, 18 turnovers for BYU is a season high. But I want to look at this. Um, it was something you brought up during a break. Uh, the, the points in the paint number was 30-12. to 12 in Cincinnati's favor tonight, and it broke down like this. BYU wasn't getting a lot of the easy stuff. BYU had only five layups. They were five for five on layups. Cincy was 12 for 14 on layups and dunks tonight. Mm. Well, uh, first of all, you know, if, if you're a BYU fan, pray for pray for Fuse's health that he can get back because he's a guy that can get you paint points, but that, that's gonna, it's going to – we talk a lot about the three for BYU, but BYU's been a terrific two-point field goal percentage team. and They have been, it's, seventh nationally. It's going to be more difficult. Uh, Bendego is a handful. I mean, they had they had 14 feet of guys in the paint a lot of tonight for Cincinnati. So, uh, I mean, that's going to be a real challenge for BYU, and especially if you're not hitting the three. I mean, it, that, that truly is if you, you live and die by the three. If you're not shooting well, then you're going to lose, but – until now, BYU could get get away with that because they rebound so well and we're making a lot of twos. But uh, it, it's going to be a much tougher uh, points-in-the-paint effort for BYU from here on out because each team will have a couple seven-footers, a couple jumpers, and it's really going to be a challenge. The challenge for BYU tonight was to, to kind of get Foose back into the flow too. I mean, he'd gone six weeks without playing, and, and it showed up tonight, right? He was certainly r- really rusty, and, and, and that – if you don't play for six weeks, and he's just, I mean, he's not playing really. I mean, maybe a couple practices leading up to this, but he's not playing. That, that's super hard to just come back. Uh, would I have liked to see him play better? Yes. I'm not surprised that he didn't. Will he play better and get back into it quickly? I think so. Uh, but the quicker the better because uh, they, they just desperately need a post presence, Whether even if it's just touching the ball in the post. And, and then all of a sudden the back doors work better and, and you're getting – better looks from the three uh, and it just makes everything run better when you've got a presence in there otherwise teams can just completely sell out on the three and I credit Cincinnati in the first half they got beat on the back door 
they fixed that and they didn't get being a, a couple turnovers for Ollie because the player cutting thought I don't have my man beat so I'm going to mm-hmm. pop out which they've never done and credit Cincinnati for taking that away you you never go six weeks without golfing but how would your golf game be if you went six weeks between rounds <laughs> probably better <laughs> golf's the only sport you probably get better if you don't play <laughs> but yeah I know and a lot of it's the the golf analogy is you probably can hit it well, but the, the touch is gone, and it takes a while to get the, the short stuff, the putting and the chip, because you just kind of lose the feel of the game. You're still big and strong and can hit hit it hard, but it's the, the touch things. And Pusch just didn't seem to have it. He had the little jump hook, which is a good move, and, you, you know, he'll make that nine out of ten times. And he just his feet his feet just weren't what that, – that, his real strength is that he's so solid on his feet, and he was on the floor a couple times, traveled, and – just didn't seem right. Well, Trevin Nell uh, certainly was right tonight. Uh, 27 for Trevin, a uh, career high, nine threes, career high, one off a BYU record. But uh, other than that, you had Dallin Hall with 10 on a three for 13 shooting night, and then no one else uh, more than seven points on this night. 71 to 60, BYU holds, uh, BYU held by Cincinnati to 30 points below its per game scoring average. BYU came in at 90.4 and got to 60 tonight. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and in our final segment of tonight's coverage, we'll hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope. This is the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, the Cincinnati extends to four games. It's winning streak. BYU's four-game win streak comes to a close. Final score tonight, 71-60, to as uh, the Bearcats defeat the Cougars in both teams' Big 12 debuts. BYU won the first half, 31-24. to It was a rare game that BYU loses when leading at halftime. As after the break, Cincinnati outscored BYU by a margin of 47 to 29 in the Mark Pope era. BYU had an 81 and 10 record when leading at halftime, and that thing was turned around by the Bearcats, much as they did in their last game before tonight. Uh, it was just last weekend they trailed Evansville by eight at the break, and when that one going away, it was a similar turnaround tonight for Cincinnati. And uh, Aziz Bandego, in his first game back after three games away, double-double, 12 points and 10 rebounds for Bandego. So in uh, two games against BYU, he goes 14. And what did he have last year for UVU? 14 and 7 last year, and then 12 and 10 this year against BYU. Well, he's terrific. I mean, he's, uh, what, 7'1", 7'2", and and has super long arms. Yeah, officially 7 foot, but 7 foot 235. Yeah, I mean... we talk about points in the paint. BYU struggled to get any looks in there, partly because of him. Uh, and so he's he's going to be a game-changer for Cincinnati. If, if he's healthy, they're going to be a, a pretty good team in this conference be, because of him. And, and then they have other length, too. But uh, how about Jizzle James? I, I mentioned him just because I wanted to say his name. It is fun to say. Jizzle James. And I always liked Ed, Edger and James. Did you know, by the way, that uh, that was his son going into this thing? I did. know. Yeah. I, I read that. But yeah. I, I like him even more now that he named his kid Jizzle. I, he, he's, I'm sure it's not his he's, name. He's actually Edger and Jr. He really oh, is really? Edger and Jr., yeah. But that that's a pretty cool name. And then, then Day Day, uh, I like his name because it, it was the Bearcats night-night tonight. And, and some guys play according to script. Uh, coming in two tonight, he had scored 61 of his previous 69 points that all come in the second half. 
He was scoreless in the first half and then five points after halftime. So he does it all yeah. after the break. And, and you talked about Bendego and, and a couple others, but it w- really was Jizzle when they got that run. He, he made some big, big baskets. And then Cincinnati just seemed to really tighten the screws defensively. And BYU did get some looks, didn't hit them. Then when you miss a couple and you're, you're starting to lose that lead, you put even more pressure on yourself. And it, it might have been better, actually, if BYU would have trailed by seven at halftime just so they could have something to shoot for and, and go for rather than trying to hang on and feel it slipping away. Well, next up, let's just take a look at what is in store for BYU. It'll be Baylor at Foster Pavilion on Tuesday night. Grand spanking new. Yes, they, they've played two women's games and one men's game there. They're 3-0 and as a program. We'll get in there on Tuesday night. Uh, did you happen to see any of the video from that building yet so far? Just uh, what it looks like. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 all straight up. It's it's very it, much on top it, it of you. It's cozy. Yeah, seven thousand plus. They they took three thousand seats off their previous capacity at the Farrell Center, and it's very much straight up. Uh, people feel right on top of you. Really loud, quiet, a uh, loud, intimate environment, and uh, so we'll get a sense of that on Tuesday night. And Baylor uh, did not play a true away game out of league, and their first true away game came today in Stillwater, and they won that game in overtime. That's nine straight wins for Baylor, by the way, at Oklahoma State. And they took care of that one. So they get a road win today. They get home to host BYU. That'll be Tuesday. Then it's a quick comeback home. On uh, Well, the, the Cougars will charter after the game, come back home Tuesday night. I'll come back Wednesday. I'll host the Coach Pope Show Wednesday night, not our Thursday schedule, because Thursday we're all heading back east to Orlando. And it's a BYU and UCF. Now, this becomes a, pretty, a much more important game than it maybe even it was going into today, Mark, because... Uh, Baylor will be a heavy favorite at home. UCF got spanked pretty good on the road today. Yeah. Um, that's a team averaging five, 5,500 people maybe in their building. Maybe UCF is a game you go in and, 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 and maybe have a shot at uh, getting on the road next weekend. A- absolutely. I mean, there's certainly some games that you circle as if, if – and it's a little bit longer, more of a long shot now after tonight that BYU competes for a conference title. But that's certainly one – if you're talking about that, then you need to get that one. 18 games, and this is just one of uh, the, the slate. And so there's a lot more work to be done, and uh, and it was going to be uh, an introductory experience for everybody. And we're just underway with it. Greg Grubel and Mark Durant, and we'll uh, hear from head coach Mark Pope as he pops on the headset in our closing segment of tonight's broadcast. Coach, uh, this is what you were in for. That's what and we signed up for, Isn't guys. it, though? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, uh, congratulations, Cincinnati. They, they they played well. I thought, you know, they caused us some real problems at the rim. It was super frustrating for us uh, trying to figure out how to uh, to guard them without fouling. And it's something we're going to have to learn, uh, you know, this level of athleticism and how it is. And then, you know, that, that really became contagious on the offensive end. I think we got frustrated. And, and I think we, um, you know, clearly we didn't shoot the ball great tonight, but we lost our edge on the offensive glass, which, you know, we knew coming in that Cincinnati is the number one defensive rebounding team in the country and we 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 knew that we were going to have to like we were going to have to go every single possession for 40 minutes and we really we we faded away before they did on the offensive glass it was super important to us tonight but to miss 30 what did we miss 33 threes and uh yeah 33 threes and and to only have uh, 11 offensive rebounds that's just not us characteristic and that's our saving grace and you know as we got more frustrated we started to, you know we have very few threes that are questionable for us but we started to get into that territory where um it wasn't it wasn't the way we play and then and then uh you know we, we the, one of the, the one of our biggest challenges is the way we play 
is to continue to do it even through frustration is going to be really important for us and we're going to learn it and you know we're going to be exposed in this league and 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 it's going to give us an opportunity to grow and we got all that tonight well coach you mentioned the threes uh so 46 threes i know you we've joked in the past you know you want to shoot that number that seems high even for this team do you was that something you might may have even expected against Cincinnati with the length they have inside, or was that something that is disappointing? To no, you actually, um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I didn't expect – I thought we were going to have a tough time getting 30. But part of that is on us also. I actually thought we got a lot of good shots that we really like. Um, and I also thought, you know, there were a couple of times we forced up shots. But, you know, the, you, you guys will remember the plays that are so brilliant. Uh, I think it was Spence comes off really hard of a flow, and they get a switch, and Noah rolls the basket, and we hit him on a really tough challenge catch, and he fires to the corner. And, you know, that's, that's the type of possessions we're looking for. Those are very fast possessions. They're not slowed down. Um, and I felt like we, 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 we accepted a little bit of a heave mentality late in this game where frustration overtook us. And, um, you know, that's a fine balance for us too. But at the end of the day, it's, it's um, you know, if, if we can take 46 good threes, we're taking them, right? This is, is going to be a high-risk, high-reward league. And, and the, the trick here is we've got to be able to win the games where we play well. And and certainly we didn't shoot well, but I, I was really disappointed with our you know our our balance that has always been being great on the offensive glass and, and against the right now, right now by the numbers the number one defensive rebound team in the country we were not relentless enough on the offensive glass, and that's something that that will continue to grow on. It just is it's it's the, you know one of the two part segments of our game. Trevanell had nine of your team's thirteen yeah. threes. Those nine are a career high for him, as was twenty seven points tonight. Yep, uh, I thought Trev was great on both sides of the ball. Um, I thought his energy was great. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I thought his uh, his approach was really good. I thought he was terrific. He played uh, 29 minutes. The high minute man was Dallin Hall tonight with 33. Balanced scoring's been a hallmark for your team, and maybe not enough of that tonight up and down the roster. Yeah, and, and, and this circumstantial. You know, um, you th- I thought Noah's shots were really good. They just didn't go down tonight. Um, but you know, you, you know, with 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 the shots that he took, you would have expected him to be a double figure scorer. I, I felt like, uh, you know, certainly with the attempts that Dallin got up he, he you know uh, he, he could have had a real presence there um, but listen that's all stuff about us uh, improving and growing and getting better um, against this level of competition and uh, we have a good team and and we you know love you too we, we weren't great uh, tonight but we'll be great and and um, that's what we're working for yeah, one of those numbers that's unusual is 18 turnovers yeah. you've been so good so yeah. so good is that part partly a matter of just you're playing against better competition, like you said. I mean, yeah. that, that's high for you, regardless. Yeah. I know, but is there going to be an acclimation process? I think a bit for this team. Well, and there there will be a, a you know return to the mean a little bit, but the 18 is uncharacteristic of us, and it was disappointing. Um, and we had you know we had some. Uh, you know, it's, it's it, it, the physicality and length that we're facing was real, um, and the physicality actually was more impactful than the length today. And um, it's just you just you experience it, you learn it, and you overcome it, and we will. 
and uh, but you know we certainly can't live at 18 that's never going to work for us that's a that's a real problem um, that we have to solve and, and we will you know uh, on the on the flip side you know we we're able to force 19 turnovers from Cincinnati yeah. and I thought our guys responded to changing defenses really really well uh, I thought they adjusted to that um, it was probably the best life we had on the defensive end I thought when we tried to kind of just go toe-to-toe we really struggled at the free throw you know we really struggled guarding the free throw line which is a real part of the game and and um and so uh you know that's something we'll work out you know it's, it's interesting you know um one of the the, the some of the things that make us greater are in-game real-time communication and our energy and and you know we have to fight to maintain our communication by maintaining our our energy when things aren't going quite right for us and and we're going to have to grow into that we're going to need leaders on our team to step up and kind of get battle tested and be able to do that and we have guys with the character to be able to do that and you know it's, it's that's what you get to, do, to learn when you go through a gauntlet like this you know we've never been able to face this before and no BYU team has ever done it before yeah. and, and we're going to do it and 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 we're going to grow immensely from it I can't wait you just capped a four guy five game homestand at four and one and now it's on the road for back-to-back games in the big 12 it'll be Baylor on Tuesday that's your next challenge yeah <laughs> you know we're going on the road to play a top 10 are they top 10 or they, maybe they dropped out but they're right there right yeah uh, they're a pretty good team and uh it's awesome and so um, we're going to pick ourselves up. These guys will rest and recover and, and, and uh, you know, uh, you know, go to church and, 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 and do all the things they do to kind of repair their hearts and minds. And then Monday will be a quick, uh, you know, uh, a one-day prep and then travel. And then we got a huge game on Tuesday. And then we're going to have a huge game next Saturday. And I, I love this league that it's that way. And, and um, you know, it's, it's super interesting in this league. You know, you have a team like West Virginia who started the league 0-5 last year. And they didn't go away, and they end up going to the NCAA tournament, right? And 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 that is the trick in this league. There is not any time for you to waste uh, on emotional turmoil. It is like got to get, we got to get better, and we got to come compete and have more competitive spirit, and then we got to get better and come compete and have more competitive spirit. And fortunately, we're blessed with a, a group of guys in this in this roster that care so deeply that I have a lot of confidence that we'll, 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 we'll fight through this whole thing. Next chance to compete Tuesday at Foster Pavilion, BYU and Baylor. Coach, thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll see you, Coach, next week. And that'll be it for us tonight. BYU falls to Cincinnati. Final score tonight is 71-60. to And we'll do it from Waco on Tuesday night, 7 o'clock pregame and an 8 o'clock tip mountain time for BYU and the 18th rank. Baylor Bears. Yes, they're a ranked team outside the top 10, but they'll move up a little bit after a win over Oklahoma State in Stillwater today, no doubt. So we'll see where the rankings fall Monday. The game is Tuesday, BYU and Baylor. Let's wrap it up from courtside. Thank our crew back at BYU Radio, engineer Barry Squires, coordinating producer Terry South, studio host Jason Shepard, board operators James Finlayson and Derek Dungan, studio editor Ethan Arkell. Thank you, crew. We appreciate Tyson Jex, BYU basketball communications director and his counterpart on the Cincy side, David Cohen. David, very helpful in getting our pregame interview with Coach Dollar, Coach Chad Dollar in pregame. We heard Coach Pope pre and postgame. And for all those folks and my color commentary colleague, the great, the one and only Mr. Mark Durant. Mark, we'll do it in Waco, right? Well, listen, Greg, I am extremely disappointed about tonight. Isn't that great to actually be disappointed about losing to a really good team at home? Because at the beginning of the season, I probably would have thought, yeah, that's 
that's probably how it's going to go. But with this team, I'm super disappointed because I have high expectations. And that hasn't changed. I think they'll learn from this and get better. All right. We are next chance uh, for the Kooks to get better is Tuesday at Baylor. So until then, and for Mark, my name is Greg Rubel saying in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo, Utah. You've been listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by All Pro Capital, real estate investments. By Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires. The team you trust. Brought to you by Ken Garf. We hear you. And by Smith's Food and Drug. Proud partner of BYU Athletics. BYU Basketball is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Shane Reese, Vice President Keith Vorkink, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and Associate Athletic Director of Corporate Sponsorships Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.